and welcome. Hello, hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. And I really, as soon as the Let's fucking get sound. Let's get your optimism. Yes. What the hell? Yeah. Hello and welcome. It's Game Quest. Hey. Uh, <laughs> what's what's hey, the, what's like, okay, not the opposite of welcome, but what's like an indifferent, like, welcome? Hey. 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 Yeah. Hey. You're here. Is that, does that work? <laughs> You oh, have arrived. You, at yeah. Game Hello. Quest. You have arrived. You exist. Um, and you're in this place right now with us. Welcome to Game Quest. We are all Game Quest. Come be Game Quest. One of us. You don't want to be one of us. <laughs> you don't want to be I mean, one of us. I don't know. We're, we're pretty cool. We're only like eight of us. We're, so. Yeah. And we're so popular too. Like, I feel like Jacob makes that joke every time. Because it's always funny. And I'm like, Jacob is wrong. <laughs> There's 10. I'm, I'm so glad Jacob's not right. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Speaking of uh, of Jacob, if this could be somebody's first episode. So I'm Trace. Who's over there? I'm Matt. I'm Jacob. I fucking None hate you guys. True. I fucking <laughs> hate both. I hate Jacob. We're All gonna right. force hey, Jacob wait. to go last. That's that's the end of my three week bit because next week I'm the only other person on the podcast, so I would have to be Jacob. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally oh. putting an end of the three week bit. Yeah, until it starts. Unless, unless Lyle shows up. It's not a cycle. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, neither of those two people are who they say they are. But I'm Jordan. Hey, hi. I thought you were going to give a, a, a name of somebody that's never been part of this organization. Uh, my name is Thomas. Um, <laughs> that's the most generic name I can come up with. Yeah. Hi, I'm Craig. <laughs> oh, Craig? Okay. Craig. I should have been, here, man. been Craig next week. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I'm cutting off Jacob's bit so we can just move on from this uh, sadness that we're experiencing. And that's me throwing to Trace for uh, whatever he's going to do. I don't know. I, I mean, I... I was I'd ask, I suppose if this were a perfect podcast, I would ask Jordan, uh, what happened this week in our world? Oh, God, yeah, that's a loaded question. What if we just talk about what happened this week in the world in of like our, video games? Well, yeah, no, I say our world is in like our oof, yeah. the rest yeah. of the stuff. Yeah, not See, actually I, the world. I just assumed that your head would have exploded by now about this news about Blizzard. And I was just going to let you run with that. Oh, I'm like scanners. No, I'm I'm kind of growing indifferent to horrible shit happening, it, which is <laughs> which is a real oh, bummer. That's what the, that's what they fucking want, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is working. <laughs> but uh, so well, the first of all, a a Hearthstone, right? Hearthstone Pro, uh, yeah, Hearthstone Pro was had had won. actual prize money. He won withheld. Yes. Yeah, won a tournament had all of his money withheld because of his support of the the Hong Kong protests, which yeah. is fucking insane. And also yeah, suspended for a year. Um, yeah. Just for his even, support? Just for his support. The, so I... That's not even... Get into this, I just want to say, when I had first read the headline, I assumed that he was like pro Hong Kong police support. And then I was like, yeah, fuck that dude. Like... How are you gonna come out and say <laughs> you better shit suspend like that. that motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then having since read another article and realized that he was there in support of democracy and they fucking banned him, it's fucking ridiculous. Sucking on the warm mm. teat of China. So what yep. is like, their what is their reasoning for it? 
So, I mean, first of all, that's like also what was ridiculous. what is the level of his support? Like, was he was he using he, his platform to try and like no, he literally bolster the movie Hong Kong during a okay. fucking interview. Now, the other side of this because they fired two commentators as well, and then another commentator today said, "I can't con- I can't work for this." So I'm stopping, but he's like, I understand that it's business. Like you sign a contract, you've got things that, you know, you're, you're representing the company as well. Right. Cause I but mean, when like, I'm at work, I am beholden to certain rules. Out of fucking the water, like suspend him for a game or two. Sure. Say, Hey, don't do that. You know, you're working for us still not fucking, Hey, we're taking all your money and you're suspended for a year. Good luck. Yeah. Like that's, that's the fucked up part. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot we should, Let's roll this back a little bit. Um, so the player's name is Blitz Chung. We should probably mention that. And he won this. I want to say it was like a small tournament. Like this was some. This wasn't like the worlds of Hearthstone or anything. This was some small ass tournament. And at the end of it the tournament, ten- it was still a tournament. And he still had $10,000. Yes. Yeah, that's what um, I would say. So in the post game interview, he he had goggles and a gas mask on, which is a direct uh well is seen especially with his words as a direct rebellion to the new mask uh law that is that was put in place in china recently where you cannot wear any sort of facial coverings um and then he said yeah he said he said free free hong kong and the the revolution of our time i believe is like the the catchphrase that has been thrown around for 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 these for these protests and while, while this is happening the like the commentators, the shoutcasters, whatever the fuck, the people interviewing him are like literally sinking down and like hiding behind the desk as he's speaking. Mm-hmm. Like they're actively trying to like divorce themselves from this this thing that he's saying, which didn't last very long. So these people that had literally nothing to do with his statements got fired. And that's the most ridiculous fucking part of this whole thing. The the part about Activision, like I I can understand it to a point. Like they are partially owned by Tencent, a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. They have they are a public company. They are beholden to stockholders, and China is their massive fucking market. If they don't do anything, they are breaking the law by not, you know, doing what's in the best interest of their stockholders. And that's just plain and simple what it is. It sucks because there's a lot of bad shit going on going on in China right now, especially in Hong Kong, especially to the people protesting. But at the same time, like China's a very different country. And unless we want to get back to like, hey, we're the world police, we don't really have a say in like how they, they should be doing things. Right. Or am I wrong about that? I think in suppressing free speech in that way is kind of antithetical to anything American. So it's well, like, yeah, yeah, no, like, like sure. you got the NBA, you've got fucking what vans. All those other companies that are sitting there bending over backwards to please the Chinese government for some money and like, fuck them. That's all I'm going to say is like, fuck you and your fucking money. Like, get the fuck out. It's true. Like, yeah, uh, it, it is yeah, anti-American because it's 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 catering. It's it is very you're bending over backwards to a anti-American dictatorship for some for some fucking money and it's sick and disgusting and it's been going on for a hell of a lot longer and even the blizzard employees that fucking that walked out today they're like sure we knew that we were having to do some censorship and like wow where we had to cover up some skeletons and shit but then you go to something like this and it's like this is literally against our company's fucking 
like world vision or whatever the fuck it is. They covered up some shit out in front yeah, of what, the, what the, uh, what were the quotes? Um, hold on. I'll find them. Um, they were, there were tweets. Shit. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of, uh, bad or a lot of ill wishes are being thrown toward blizzard, which I agree, but I think this is largely Activision and blizzard is, this is drug along and ripped around by well, the fucking neck, you know, along in this journey. I mean, they are one company. Like, it, they mm-hmm. they are not two companies acting together. They are a a single company at this point. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Back to your earlier point, I would say that you know, breaking, bending morals is uh, the most American thing you could possibly do because it's yeah. all in the name of money and it's all fucking capitalism and where does the money come from? But yeah, I mean, it's a fucked up I situation. Mean, do and what there's, the there's fuck no, NBA like, did and say, hey, fuck you. We're not going to censor our players. And guess what? Sure, the fucking Chinese started to censor them. But then, good. Maybe that'll get the fucking Chinese people off their asses in order to do something about Winnie the Pooh over there. Like, it's stupid as shit. Yeah, I mean, the NBA is in a unique position to, to be able to do that, for sure. Um, their market in China is growing. It has not that's not where most of the revenue comes from and that's some 500 million that they'd be given up is what i was reading and yeah i'm blizzard i mean you've got the entirety of the rest of the fucking world like i don't know fucking do it yeah. so then people will start throwing a fit at their fucking government to get up and fucking i don't know fuck china Come <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you i'm not i'm not in any way defending uh mainland china and the way that they do things uh, and yes, at, I know. at the same oh, time, you're using Chinese products. Yeah, shut the fuck up. That's well, because every other fucking company out there uses cheap labor to make those fucking products. It's unavoidable at this point, and it's still shitty as fuck. But yeah, this problem goes much deeper than than censoring yeah. somebody, you know, in support of a protest. Like that is it, not the main issue here, but it's the one that's getting the attention. The attention. Out of all the fucking things that they've done over the last. God knows how long. That's the one that's got people all pissed off. Great. Let's just yeah. boil it. Let's just wrap. Let's just wrap this up into Activision Blizzard v- would rather bend to a dictatorship that imprisons an undocumented number of people every year. They would rather support that than say goodbye to some money. And that's what this. That's what well, this no, whole I, boils down to. I. Were you talking I about? Don't think China that that's true. I'm talking about Activision China. Blizzard. Bending no, to China. I, yeah, I know. I was. Oh, oh. No, but I mean, I. This is still a like legal um, requirement of theirs. Like they have to do what's best for their stockholders. Like that is when you are right. a public company, you have to. They had to do. They have to appease China, and that's what all these other company companies that end up, you know, doing shit that really fucking sucks when they're a public company and they have that much money coming in from China. You know, uh, like Hollywood studios and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to. No, you don't lose the fucking money. (laughs) There's that's the other option. And then you want to fight that, like the legal ramifications of that and legal what? That's another fucking country. (laughs) Like, yeah, when you're you're a public company, you have to do what's best for your stockholders. Yeah, but do you have to sell stocks to to China? Can you? publicly trade it in america no. give them their goddamn money back who gives a shit divest them of their stocks like this these are not chinese know. stockholders this is income that they would be throwing away which would be in the, 
the a oh, negative okay. interest yes. to their stockholders, they can't do that. Yeah. Like, it says nothing to do with the Chinese people. It has to do with the money coming in that is flowing down to the stockholders. Like, cool. Fuck them. Get rid of them. <laughs> I just don't care. You can't get rid I of mean, stockholders, though. Otherwise, you don't have not money. Not stockholders. You can find some other way to appease them. If your stockholders Look, are okay with this shit, then fuck them. Capitalism is shit. And that's just... <laughs> Yeah, existence is shit. We, Everything we shit. Fuck him all to death. That's it's like it's shit. like not it's not a thing that will ever see changed. I don't it, think. It, no, it never, never. I can yell and scream all we'll, day. It's never. Gonna no, we'll be we'll this. be long dead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fucked fucked up situation. But let's move on. Uh, we were talking last week about well, we've talked over the last couple of weeks about people that have left Sony. Right, a lot of these senior execs are are leaving Sony, mm-hmm. and it's. A lot of people are like, yo, this is a bad sign for, you know, next PlayStation. Well, we'll get to that soon. However, um, Xbox's vice president, Mike Ibarra, and I'm hoping I'm saying that properly, uh, is leaving the company after 20 years. He just decided that, or not decided, but he just announced that, hey, he's moving on to other shit. And this is like second in command at Xbox proper. And so like this is just another clue that like if you want to leave, the time right before a new console launches is like the best way to do it. <laughs> the best time because they've already been working on them for years. It's not necessarily a doom and gloom situation. It's just, this is when these people decide to leave. You'd think they'd want to stick around for when it, when the new sales start, but I suppose with the new sales comes new problems and new. Yeah, I'm sure they've got their money already too. Yeah. Oh, they definitely do. But there's also some of that responsibility. Like, Okay, let's say this dude sticks around for whatever the next Xbox launch is, and then they have another fucking red ring of death situation. Then this dude's wrapped up in like, okay, how do we fix this in the hardware? How do we make up to our you know fucking players for this and all this other stuff? So with with a launch comes a lot more work. Whereas you know getting out ahead of that, coasting along. Yeah, like here, I'm just gonna let someone else take over, someone who's you know in line for this position. They're gonna be here and they'll deal with all that shit. I'm out and I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm taking my money. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm going to go work for Google Stadia and that's going to be that. <laughs> I, I bet dude, that's where both of them go. I bet you, I, I bet doubt you it. people that are that high up in companies, their life doesn't really change when they retire because they were never actually doing a lot. Uh, I doubt that's true. <laughs> Not with these companies. You know, you look at how much yeah. like Phil, Phil Spencer is, you know, out there, he's making decisions for Xboxes. He's, constantly on the road talking about it all this stuff like yeah it just made me think like under but i'm sure he's i'm sure that these guys are putting in work right it just made me think of like when on undercover boss when the the ceo of the company literally has like not even a fucking basic grasp of what they're paying people minimum wage to do (laughs) or even what they're doing yeah and you see their fucking houses and stuff and i'm like okay what the fuck yeah. do you do? Yeah. In, in general, these positions and, are far ascendant so that, you know, I I have no doubt that a lot of these people, well, I don't know. It, this is like a completely different industry, right? Like people are in the video game industry because they fucking love them. You know, it, it, nobody fucking loves Walmart enough to be like, oh, I want to be the CEO of Walmart and go, <laughs> yeah. go run a cash register when, you know, two lanes are open and there's a thousand people, you know, that sort of shit. Right. But I'm sure someone, you know, Let's use Phil Spector again, Spencer. Um, he's yeah, different Phil, different Phil, Phil Spencer. Um, he's, you know, 
at the head of Xbox and he's like, this is fucking great. Like I get to do all this shit. I get to, you know, try and make the best console ever and get these games out that I fucking love. So anytime there's like a Microsoft developed title, he's probably itching to get in there and see it, you know, and see how it's being made and all this other shit. I know I would be if I was in that position, but <laughs> now I'm, I'm just like, picturing but I'm what's up with Spectre running Xbox. <laughs> well, Phil Spector running Xbox would be um we're we're going yeah. back to pre-Xbox one days at that point. <laughs> um, all right, so that said, we also did get a little bit from one Jim Ryan, the head of Sony's uh, PlayStation, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment something or other is the official name. Anyway, they came out with another Wired exclusive, and they're like, hey, guess what? It's called the PS5, and it's coming out holiday 2020. And oh, by the way, we have these like super badass sounding controllers. What y'all think about that? And everyone's like, yeah, that sounds cool. But me, I'm sitting back. I'm like, yeah, that means I, I got my, my draft points, right? It's not releasing. <laughs> I didn't say it was releasing. I said it would be announced first, and it was announced first. Well, technically, the Xbox was announced first, so... Does the Xbox have a name? I sure, think we even clarified that it was... I think we even clarified <laughs> that it had to be named in the announcement. I'd have to I'd have to check the the archives, but I don't know. Uh, from you know the person who stands to gain the most from this, uh, that is what we said. But however, <laughs> <laughs> that said, uh, the information that they dropped sounds really cool. They talked more about the SSD and what that's going to do. They talked a little bit about the UI and having you know things show up on the UI without having to actually launch a game. As far as like, oh, here's what your next mission is in Red Dead or whatever. Uh, a lot of that stuff sounds really cool. And then they're talking about this fucking controller, which apparently looks a lot like a DualShock, which doesn't really surprise me. But it, <laughs> Yeah, don't fuck with perfection, man. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, it's supposed to have a lot like a Nintendo Switch-style HD rumble, so that it's not like a binary thing, feels a little more natural. Uh, the people over at Wired who like experienced it were like, yeah, it felt really fucking cool. The thing that I'm excited for... Is they have this what what's it called? Is it haptic feedback for the triggers? I think yeah, where, they, where developers can like increase the tension on the triggers. And the example they use is like, oh, you pull the trigger to fire a shotgun, but if you're like pulling a bow, you're going to have more resistance, and it's going to feel a lot more like pulling a bow. Yeah, what? That sounds fucking cool. That sounds cool. I don't know what it's going to add to my experience. It sounds fucking cool, though. It's just going to be fucking cool. Yeah, yeah it's just going to be cool. That's all that's All it is. <laughs> you're going to hold it in your hands, and you're going to be like, this is fucking cool. That I is imagine one when they announced the this. Controller... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's one thing the Steam Controller did pretty well. Like It had some really cool feedback. Yeah. I have a feeling and when I... they pitched this in the meeting, everyone was just like, that sounds cool. Right. <laughs> like, like 16 people at the exact same time that's and then it. he's like yo this ssd though it's gonna do this and this and they're like okay but uh the controller again uh let's talk about that my yeah. only concern my only concern here is uh what the fuck is that battery life gonna be like i'm sure it'll be fine the whole I, thing's gonna be a i would like to say that but the fucking ps4 battery or dualshock 4 controller battery is atrocious uh, but yeah, yeah, about? but they also have that had, fucking like, giant TV. light bulb on the back of it. Yeah, that's a bummer. Even if you dim that down, you're still getting like six hours on that thing. What? Also, Bullshit. the fucking okay. Bullshit. All right, Matt. We're back to somehow Matt's in one of those moods today. Everybody yeah. else has. 
Matt's fucking frisky today. <laughs> Mine lasts like fucking two, three days when I'm yeah, fucking when high like quality awesome. China product, fellas. It's that high quality China product. Uh, it's probably a Japanese product, but it's I probably Japanese. You could have just let the fucking bit go, dude. <laughs> No, I'm astounded by Matt's two-day thing because he's probably just got it turned off the whole time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back to video games uh, with some sad news this time. Uh, one time one time, Nintendo lawyer and namesake of the character, John Kirby, has passed away at uh, age the maker 79. maker of the vacuum. No, was he? No. I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> he was involved in a... Very prolific um, court case. I believe it was involving Donkey Kong, but I don't want to say too much because I haven't read about it in a long ass time. The point is, Nintendo created the Kirby character and named it after him. That's how fucking important he was to Nintendo's existence. And uh, he he passed away recently. I don't know if I said he was 79 years old. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Is it, does it ever blow your mind to think about the fact that Nintendo is more than 100 years old? Sometimes yes, it yes. currently just did. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo started in 1889, Trace. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that fucking mind blowing? Nintendo, uh, older than the Holocaust. <laughs> older than the goddamn. That was that was actually <laughs> for a while. How'd you know? They, they did a they did a rebranding in the 60s. <laughs> fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Welcome to Game Quest. <laughs> you screamed about China and made a Holocaust. Oh, God. Uh, not that it matters at all, but Nintendo started making playing cards. That's how they got their start. I actually started. knew that. Because computers obviously didn't, didn't exist back then. So, <laughs> um, All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about some game updates. I think we should do that. So The Division 2, the game that we were all super stoked on, and now I'm the only one that plays it, is getting its next title update. And episode two content on the 15th of this month, which is a very short six days away from this recording. Cool. Maybe once Destiny slows down, I'll get back into it. Yeah. uh... (laughs) That's kind of the response I expected. For those who are interested in uh, hopping in with me, let's say, you're going to get two new main missions, the new technician specialization, uh, classified assignments, and... Wait, 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 wait. Does it have a drone? I don't know. Like a little car. Oh my god. That probably it's like an engineer class, then I'm done for <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't read into it uh too much. I know that there's some sort of missile launcher that happens. Um but they're also gonna add in the targeted loot stuff that I think we talked about before, which is probably the coolest thing this game is gonna do. And just a bunch of other updates to player experience, which have all sounded really cool up to this point. Uh, I loot like you know where your loot comes from, like every other MMO. For the yeah, but you parts. can like you can like set and market, but also in a way that's that I haven't seen before. Like if I want to go find something in fucking Destiny, I gotta like, all right, let me uh, pull up the Reddit and okay, oh yeah, the fucking I can't name a gun right now, but if I was naming a gun, <laughs> I would search for it and then people would tell me how to get it. Anyway, moving on, Trace. Yes. This one's for you. Okay. Uh, Rocket League, your right. favorite game, your favorite game and mine. Yes. Have have announced. Uh, game. Yeah. Well, obviously. I'm actually, almost as good as Jordan. I'm about to pass him in rank. He's. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, a feverish battle. 
It's true. We're going to start this YouTube series where we just play 1v1s till the end of time. Um, they announced a while back that they were getting rid of their loot boxes, and they have now announced what they're going to replace them with. And it's all very confusing because they did not <laughs> really get into it too much. No way. Um, they didn't make it like super clear how they're going to try and find another way to still make money, which they shouldn't have to try and find another way. But I mean, I don't agree with that statement, but um, how they're going to make money is is very fucking clear. Um, they're going to have an item shop where you can just buy stuff on a rotating basis. If you're like, oh, I really want some fucking wheels, you can just pay money for damn wheels, yo. Okay. <laughs> when you unlock stuff, though, in the same way that you unlock crates, which is just, you know, after you level up or whatever, after a random match, you have a percentage of getting a crate. Now you're just going to get what they call blueprints. And the difference between blueprints and just an actual item is still confusing to me because the blueprint is an item. It is not a chance at an item, but that's neither here nor there, I suppose. The coolest part of this is for, you know, people like me who played this game for years and they've racked up all these crates and they're just sitting there because I'm not going to buy a bunch of keys to open all these crates because A, I ain't got no money and B, I don't care. Uh, all of those crates are just going to get turned into blueprints and you're just going to get a bunch of fucking items. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is I neat. was expecting that to be sarcasm. So the fact that it was actually so <laughs> good was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just going to take them all away and then you're fucked. Uh, no, it's actually it's actually really cool. They're just going to turn them into random items that would have been in those crates. So it's like opening them for free, essentially, from my understanding of it. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's rolling out in December. I hope that's a, su- a success for them because I'd like for that. I'd love for that model to actually work, but something tells me it's not going to make as much money. I mean, it works real fucking well for something called Fortnite. You may have heard of it. I haven't, but uh, we'll see. I don't, you know, that game is insanely popular and it gets more popular seemingly by the day. So I have no doubt that allowing people to kind of buy the shit that they want. Yeah. Like, because let's be real. There is a very lucrative aftermarket uh, buying and selling community for Rocket League and... Uh, can you sell the the DLC pieces on the Steam store? Um, what you mean, like like Counter Strike skins? I don't know if there's a native Steam build-in for that sort of shit. Oh, okay. I know that there are websites you can go to and spend a couple bucks, and essentially, not that I have done this or just did this today or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you give them some money to this Chinese uh, website, and then they're like, "Okay, thanks for the money." And then they invite you to a game in Steam and, <laughs> and they, they just bye. trade it to you. Yeah, and then they go, bye. Um, <laughs> and then they just like trade the shit to you, which is because you can't actually trade like items are either in your inventory or in someone else's inventory. You can't just like put it in this limbo for sale. You know what I mean? Okay. So I don't th- I don't think that that's actually built into Steam or anything like that. Um, if it is, I've been a fool giving money to this horrible Chinese company. Right. When I want, when I want this cool ass octopus for the top of my car. How dare you give money to the Chinese? How no. dare I? Every day of my life, a bunch of prisoners sitting there having to grind out shit like they did with the wow farms. Yeah. Nah, they pretty much just trade with people all day. It sounds kind of fun, actually. <laughs> and then you like ask them a question, and they're like, "No, nah, I don't know, man." Um, contact support, I suppose. Yeah, and if you're not trading, you're strapped back to the desk with the fucking gun pointed at your head. <laughs> Yeah, which is the less fun part of that. Yeah. Uh, In other game update news, 
We recently just had season three of Apex Legends drop, which is a game I'm still playing. That came with a brand new map, which is fucking sick and gorgeous. I love it. Uh, came with a new character who is badass and some other fun shit. But the cool part, the coolest part to me actually involves this singular thing coming up soon on the 15th as well. They're going to start their Halloween event. And uh, I just have to say there's a caustic skin. He looks like this fucking fucked up clown. And I love it. The Dracula and Frankenstein stuff. Not as much. <laughs> so if you're into Apex, hop in for that Halloween shit. They keep dialing back their like microtransaction stuff that has been very shitty in the past. So now you can actually just earn stuff by playing in game. Like you can earn all of it, I should say. Whereas before it was like, you can earn some, but if you want more, you got to buy it. Uh, now, apparently, if you play enough, let's say an insane amount, you could conceivably get everything during this event. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, not it's bad. unlikely to acquire all of the skins and purchasables, but. Uh, yeah, at least not if you're above the age of, let's say, 16 or 18 in some cases. I think it's for, probably even lower for, for kids that age. Yeah. Look, so here's the thing. Uh, they dropped a new battle pass and somewhere around the 70 to 80 range on level of this battle pass, you get this skin for lifeline and she's got like devil horns and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll get there in like four months, probably. Then I play a game today and there's this motherfucker just running around with it. Level fucking 80 <laughs> who yeah, either they're... spent several hundreds of dollars to get there or played that a shitload because it came out seven fucking days ago Damn. there's people that have already maxed out to like level 200 on destiny's new thing that came out a week ago so there are people out there that will just know life somehow optimize the grind i mean i remember being there man i remember being in high school it's like fall break and i'm like fuck this i ain't doing shit i ain't got no job playing I mean, call of I duty all day i had five yeah, days you don't change your underwear weekend. or leave your couch for three days <laughs> mom doritos and then she's like, no. And then I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the end of that story. We don't have any shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to get some. <laughs> Buy yourself a car if you want some fucking Doritos. Um, we'll move on to a couple more things. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Coming to PC in November. I think it's cool. Fine. Real Bottom fucking shame that um, A, I don't want to play that again. And B... Death Stranding also out in November. Mmm, bummer. Yeah, I'll pick it up on sale for the online. I'm not playing the campaign again, though. Yeah, yeah I'll get it off. when it's... I'll buy it for $20 or less. I'll get it when it's included inside of a Humble Bundle or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already paid fucking hundred and something dollars for it on PS4. I'm not... Oh, you're done fucked up. Yeah. Uh, no word whatsoever if there's and i doubt it um if there's any sort of like cross progression for the campaign but in the past they have connected the multiplayer stuff together um i know that my gta 5 character came over from the ps3 to the ps4 so that's it's a nice little bonus cool that'd be cool because i spent three hours making a normal looking person <laughs> good holy my shit that shit was <laughs> you don't have to repeat that um last thing not necessarily news but i know at some point trace was really wanting to watch or talk about this 
Uh, PT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, PT has been hacked uh, several times now. In the creepiest one... of fucking ways. Uh, so, yeah, um, this guy, Lance McDonald is his name. Um, he's hacked the shit out of this game and done things like move the camera around. Um, just, he's find a bunch of hidden shit that's in PT to the point now where he calls this game the scariest game ever made because of all of the shit that he's finding. Trace, would you like to talk about the first thing that he found? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know anything other than the first one. So he did, he moved the camera to either face the player or be free floating. And it's determined that Lisa, the floating, the floating lady is behind you at all times. Just fucking following you around. Behind, yeah, no. So no matter what direction you're looking, she is always behind you. Just sometimes so, she will stop moving when you turn to where you can actually turn and see her. You know that feeling when you're being watched? Yeah. You are. That's so That's, fucking terrifying. <laughs> I, hate the, I hate the thought of it. It's made worse by the fact that there is no actual like player model. So it is just a free-floating camera. And it is almost as if you are controlling Lisa. Oh. Yeah, think about that. Wild. Uh, so that's because what caused the a, weird oh, fucking whoa, dude. Yeah, that's what caused the weird shadows to show up. Um, some of the things I haven't I haven't looked into like all this guy's content. Um, he's put up like YouTube videos saying like, "Hey, here's here's what I found. Here's what I did." Um, there are instances in that game where like you, like when you go into the bathroom, um, you walk up to the mirror and you'll see you'll see a character. You'll see your character with like the part where your face would be is all scratched out. Um, so I'm assuming like Lisa just deactivates at that point. Um, cause you don't always see her in the reflection, but there are some times where you walk in there and you just see her in the mirror and then you have to turn the fuck around. Um, I won't get into everything he's found cause they're, let's be honest, not quite as terrifying as the fact that Lisa is always fucking behind you. Um, but if you're interested, uh, look up this guy's stuff again, his name's Lance McDonald. Um, that's his YouTube name. He's got videos for it. He's on Twitter talking about this shit. And also check out Grant McDonald while you're on YouTube. Sure, and check out Ronald McDonald while you're around there. <laughs> and, and old man McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. It's just old McDonald. He doesn't he does not old justify his McDonald is my father. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about his middle name anymore. It makes him sound old. <laughs> um but that's it for the news that I felt like we should talk about. Um, <laughs> who wants to talk about their week? Yeah, I'll first. take it. Um, well, actually, I don't know. In the last episode, we had not yet uh, seen the new Destiny update, Correct. which is Shadowkeep. So uh, I'm going to start because I only have one other thing that I did that we're going to discuss at the very end. Hey, me too. We did the same two things this week. Yeah, I did the same thing with Matt. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, actually, it's something that kind of ties into that, too. So, yeah, we can... Fucking shit. This is beautiful. If only we discussed this before we were recording. Because <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> so... I don't know what's going on, so I'm really excited to see... Destiny 2 Shadowkeep came out, and it is fucking sick. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Jacob I can, came back. I can we agree have, with that. We have, like, a we have almost always a full fire team, especially, like, later in the evening when everyone starts getting on. It's a fucking blast. I love it. 
Um, I don't really, I wasn't super familiar with the game beforehand. So like the big changes are less of changes and just me enjoying a game. So I'll just, yeah. pipe, I'll pipe up when, uh, as, uh, as Matt and Jacob talk about theirs. So I'm just going to pass to Jacob. Oh no. I mean, I, I never, wow. <laughs> yep. I you never did played destiny Two before shadow heap came out. So oh, I was essentially okay. coming back totally fresh because I had only played uh, Destiny 1. And I didn't even play the expansions for that one either. So you saw the new intro. No, I didn't see the new intro. It, you it, like, didn't freaked see out. the new intro. No, yeah. Because I had already been playing like the week before Shadow Keep came out just because I oh, wanted okay. to play. Uh, I thought it was going to give it to me, but it, it didn't. Oh. And um, I have yet to go watch it on YouTube yet. Matt, are you familiar with what they've done to when you start a new character in, in I Shadow did, Keep? Because I started two new characters. I started a Titan and a Hunter and leveled them up in like 10 minutes each. Uh, so they take the old Destiny 1 intro where you were woken up in Russia. That's fucking wild! By your comrade ghost. And you go through the Cosmodrome and you, you fight the big old fallen tanks and you're like, yay, you're a guardian, you're dead, but I brought you back to life and you're going to go kill shit now. And... <laughs> I don't know. I always hated that intro because it's like, why the fuck am I even here? I didn't like the Destiny 2 intro. What? It's it's Nolan bot. Yeah, no, they did not bring uh, Keep slash Keep the Dinklage. No. Uh, and they re-recorded that stuff during Destiny 1 anyway. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Trace, you did not like the... the that would have been cool, actually. Uh, I'm I'm a little upset that they took out the Destiny 2 intro. It's still there. You just have to. It's this. It's is, not that first mission. You can't play it anymore. Wait, it's completely gone. So what where, is where the does one where the you at for Red War? The one where the tower is all fucked up. Yeah, that, that's not there. Like you went to Amanda and tried to start the campaign again. Yeah, it it just starts you after all that stuff. Oh, what the fuck? It's like oh, Callus is here, and now we got to go take him down. Like. How that's not good. Oh my god, it's a fucking bummer. That was like the best part of base Destiny 2. Yeah, that was a cool ass mission, especially for veteran. <laughs> yeah, players. You're like holy shit, you just fucked up my tower. You can die. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, this tower, this place of sanctuary. Oh no, this place is toast. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you literally just spawn in the new tower after. So you, you play that first, the Destiny 1 mission, and then it does the like uh not really cinematic but the artistic intro where it gives you the backstory everything that quote unquote happened in destiny one yeah and then you spawn in that new tower and it's like hey go talk to uh somebody and then they whoever it is oh, is like yeah. yeah red war let's go take down callus and you're like wait who's callus what happened what oh my god did he do something bad is there a reason we should be taking him down <laughs> yeah, so they're their reasoning for it i didn't know they didn't do that fucking mission that's stupid but their reasoning for it is that is all in the past. Anything you are, anything you are playing now is basically like an old guardian sitting there telling you a story of, yeah, I was there when it happened. Um, yeah, and, and that's how so that that's original. Came, that's like... I saw the saddest fucking thing. Um, a player on, on Reddit because I was browsing through new to see what was up, and he was like, "Yeah, when I get to the tower, Kate's gone. Like, what? What the hell happened?" And like, uh, "Yeah, go play Forsaken and then come back." And <laughs> he comes back and update. It's just just a smile, uh, uh, frowning face. <laughs> oh, you poor bastard! <laughs> uh, so, rough. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think that that is a bummer. But um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, totally cool expansion so far. Yeah, story the story's only- like twenty minutes long, but um, well, it's the story's still going. They did the same thing with Dreaming City, so it, they said it was going to be a smaller campaign to start out with. Uh, because it is their first campaign without uh, Vicarious Visions and whoever the other studio was under Activision. Uh, yeah. So the the initial offering is a little smaller, but there was shit added at reset. I'm sure there's going to be shit added at reset going forward for this season. Um, they're just more committed to telling an ongoing story instead of dropping it in and saying, here, here's your shit, go have fun, and then you're done. Right. So... A real good story. Uh, if you are a new player, you're probably not going to get that this is the thing that us veteran players have been waiting for for five fucking years and freaking the fuck out. Um, oh, yeah. It's when, like... when, when we turned the corner, I like got insta chills because the atmosphere was like, oh my God, that is a fucking perfect reveal. But um, it's like. 10,000% um, fan service up in here. And in the, <laughs> yeah. I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. And it's like, I'm so glad I avoided any and all spoilers for this because that was the most epic thing that Bungie has ever fucking done. Um, and it was so, fucking beautiful too. Like the, it, the game looks great. It's that might so be, well optimized. Yeah. yeah. My new working graphics card talking but it looks so fucking good <laughs> don't say it that fucking loud bro oh sorry yeah i don't want to let it hear you uh so you guys aren't familiar with uh how big all of that stuff was are you Jacob i'm gonna say Trace? no because i have no. no idea what you're talking about okay. oh no uh well matt i'll let you hand i mean do we want to yeah, just we'll, spell yeah it we'll, it's been it's been a week it's spoiler cast who gives a shit um Official spoiler cast. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Go play it if you haven't, because it's amazing. And then come right back now. when you're done. <laughs> um, basically, they dropped the actual big bad of the entire Destiny universe in the darkness. Uh, I hate darkness. <laughs> I hate that fucking name. But uh, for lore hounds like myself, the actual name of the race that is closest to the darkness, like the Guardians are to the Traveler, is called the Veil. And it's been something that's been hinted at. They like the Grimoire cards from Destiny One. Like, yeah, there's there's another race, or there's like multiple multiple different theories from different big name characters that are like, oh, it's an actual alien race, or no, it's just hum- like hubris and like shit like that kind of. But um, yeah, it's an actual real alien race, and they are there in the moon, and they've been in the moon all along. Like, that's the <laughs> biggest thing is that when I don't even know how to fucking say, it. like, all the shit we were doing in Destiny One was being orchestrated by them, it's like Crota and all that shit. Like, it adds a lot of weight to previous storylines, and I don't know, it's fucking huge, cool yeah, shit. It, it we finally got a face to them. Well, lack of. Phase. It's our face. Yeah, so, yeah. They're yeah. That can bo- body snatchers. Yeah. So I'm assuming that we are going to see be seeing a lot more of them in the upcoming season. So the way that they did it in like the little video documentary they put out a few a uh, couple months ago was uh, season eight, which is this season, was like oh we're we're setting some shit up. 
uh, season nine is like, okay, we're we're starting to blow it up, and then season ten and eleven is like, yeah, you were fucking blowing you out of the water. It's it's on. Like we are telling for the first time in Destiny's history a solid ongoing story that you will influence. Um, they went, for example, the the Vex are invading the moon at the moment. And when this season is over, that is going away. Like that activity will not be available any longer. If you were there during it to get the the shit for it, fantastic. If not, you got some stories to tell for people that'll ask about it later. Um, so I'm excited to see where they actually take it, and going to be epic. I think. Yeah, um, I this just thought it was. N- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just gonna say I thought it was fucking fascinating because like before Destiny one. Uh, as it as it is now known, came out the concept art and stuff had these triangular ships and they were you know they had spoken about some of this stuff not necessarily in detail but for years all these updates have come out and I'm like man I really wish they'd add like a new faction to fight against like we need something I thought they did really well in creating all these these different factions and they feel different and you know even like. The Vex, like, oh, you're not shooting them in the head necessarily. They have different weak points. And then they finally put out at some point the Scorn. And I'm like, oh, the Scorn's cool. Like this dude with the lantern, he's flinging around. And that that's pretty neat. But I look at something like the Taken and I'm like, oh, okay. Like you have essentially the same kind of stuff. And a little different they, attack patterns, just, but it's not. Yeah, so they uh... just attack a little different. I'm like, okay, we, like give me something new, right? Like give me something fucking new because I have always thought that Bungie made interesting enemies uh you know from the fucking jackals with their shields in halo like that was wild back then i used and, to cackle at the fucking grunts yeah the grunts <laughs> are fucking cool like they're just this fodder enemy that they give you and then you get a skull and they explode into confetti yeah. and like <laughs> so this this is all to say for the longest time i've wanted like a new faction to fight against and i'm hoping against hope that we get something real here and not just, you know, they gave away that, like, pseudo shapeshifter type reveal. And I'm like, man, don't let it just be another, like, Taken, right? Like, I don't... I I don't think it will. I think they're going to... It, it'll be a little... It wouldn't even surprise me if we are fighting against some kind of almost humanoid kind of deal. Like, something that the, the first race the Traveler ever touched, and then he fucked or she fucked him over and now they're following it trying to kill it again and i don't there's so much shit to unpack it's insane like there are four hour long lore videos because this bungie has done absolutely incredible fucking world building it has been what five years now since destiny first came out yeah Oh, I am for the first time interested in uh, the story that going. Destiny is creating. Um, well, for the first time, they're actually telling the story in the game instead of all in the fucking grimoire or, yeah. or the little cards. <laughs> like, even for Forsaken, when you realized, oh shit, you know, Savathun, the other big bad that is currently there, is, like, is the one that set everything in motion, Cade's death, Aldrin Sav being coerced by a fucking taken Ahamkara, which is like a dragon. Um, 
And then you go through the Dreaming City, and that was like the three-week cycle where, hey, we're stuck in a fucking time loop here because of this big bad. But you found out most of that through the goddamn grimoire, and they didn't really explain it very well. But with this, they're kind of like, hey, yeah, this is what's happening. We're showing it to you instead of telling you about it, and let's fucking go. So it's it's cool. Hopefully that means they create some like real characters, and uh, next time they kill one off, I actually feel bad about it. Dude, if they kill Eris, I'm going to riot. <laughs> like, she is my app, hands down, my favorite character in the entire series. I feel like it's going to be, uh, uh, what's his name? Lance Reddick. Oh, Zavala? Uh, yeah. Zavala, yeah. Like, like <laughs> A, A, Lance Reddick's not going to stick around forever. B, uh, that's, that's my only point is A. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though, very cool. Very impressive. Um I don't know that I have anything else to say about it. No, it just uh, it does such a fucking good job of feeding you a piece of candy at the rate that my brain requires <laughs> to pump that happy juice, and it just fucking does good. Yeah, I, I will say that I finally played Gambit with a full team to it's where we so can communicate. Fun. And oh my god, you guys got me like four triumphs that I had been working on for two years at this point within a single night. And it uh, was like the most adrenaline pumping fun shit I have done in this game in a long time. So Last night we were blast. way fucking behind and came back to win. And it was like the most <sighs> hype shit. So good. Not sure if I need that much adrenaline at 11 o'clock at night, but fucking so good. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, cannot wait to hop in when there's an open slot. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. we'll make a slot. <laughs> and we haven't even touched the raids, man. I haven't touched I the raids at all in this game. Oh, so yeah. Stoked uh, to get some of that shit. It'll be nice to go back through the easy raids and <laughs> run yeah. through them and feel cool. I've I've heard that those um those callus raids, uh, whatever the fuck they're calling that like series of them, um, I've heard that those are pretty nuts. The only one that I've done was the first of the Leviathan. That's the Leviathan raid. That's the word we're both looking for. Yes. And there, the second encounter is this puzzle slash combat encounter that is an absolute bitch and requires the most precise fucking coordination. And I've never gotten past that. So I have one one weapon from. The first freaking um from the first encounter and that's it and uh yeah Damn. I, I want all the armor i want the shit i want the mods because some of those mods are absolutely fucking nutty for stuff like gambit um yeah we haven't really talked about the whole like rework of the armor mods and shit yeah so i mean the only thing with that is is the old mods are only usable with that particular season's armor so but something like taken armaments in gambit where you get super or not super you get uh heavy ammo for just killing fucking taken and something like gambit is just absolutely fucking broken so yeah i want stuff like that but it's fun go get it come join us we have a very active group playing at the moment so we got a um i don't know if you've done any clan work yet but oh yeah seeing that clan list have like two people on it and it was a, how you say, a bummer. Now there's there's 60 people, 60-something people on it, but most of them are on the PlayStation. So right. It, it is cross-platform, but them motherfuckers the, the, need to get out of their asses onto PC. Right? Like, there's never been a better time. No. Let's transfer everything over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did either of you guys do anything else other than, uh, I suppose we can just mention now, 
We're going to talk about Joker after the show is over. Well, I'm going to talk about Harleen, which actually ties into Joker. Um, I don't know what that is. It is the new DC Black Label comic book by Stephen oh. Sedgwick. I hope to God I said your name right, dude. Um, my favorite artist slash comic book Arthur, uh, Arthur, author ever. I love Arthur. <laughs> um, <laughs> this started out as like a little piece of fan art that he did a few years ago, and then he sold it to DC and was like, hey, they're like, yeah, yeah, fucking do this. And I, for the first time in my life, bought a DC fucking comic and all its variant covers because holy shit, it was like reading an HBO series, but in comic book format, if that makes sense. Like I want this on TV, fuck whatever they're doing with Mar Margot Robbie's version of this character. Like, give me this shit. Um, as weird as it sounds like the way he writes the Joker, I hear Mark Hamill's voice. Sure. No, no other comic book Joker has done that for me, and that kind of blows my mind. It's like, dude, you captured the intonations and everything. I can hear Mark Hamill, and it's driving me up the fucking wall. It's it's amazing. Um, the way he writes everything on it is fantastic. Uh, the art, it, well, it's his art style, which is a little more highly realistic. But like the Joker is like the suave, good looking, like you know, he's the hero of this particular of Harley Quinn story. So and then you get to the part where he's the parts where he's doing jokery shit and he's got that more terrifying nightmare visage on him. So it's like a lot of subtle shit with it. But it's insanely good. Well worth the fucking forty dollars I spent on the books. And nice. um, <laughs> I am going to spend another $100 on this to get them all as they come out. It's a three-part series, so it nice. doesn't go on indefinitely. But That's kind of a bummer, but still really cool. Yeah. Uh, has DC finally gotten over their conniption about the origins of their villains? I have no fucking clue. I, I This is the first one. I've, he kind of makes fun of it because uh, when she first meets him in Arkham, she's watching the videotapes of him, and he's giving a different answer as to where he started to each psychiatrist before her. so right he, he kind of touches on it like but other than that it's a very standalone story that's cool i will uh i've said this before and i'll say it again i should probably start reading some comic books again you should i think the last the last one i read was that um that that joker one by uh brian azarello did you ever read that one uh, it doesn't sound familiar yeah, it was. It's a semi-new one, I think, but it also is it the might... one where he like rips it, his it was, face off or some shit. It was another black label one, um, and it, it was it was short. I don't think that was the face ripping one, though. I think that was part of the new Fifty Two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no clue. Anyway, uh, neat. Anything? Anything else from? No, no. That's that's all I did. Okay. Well, um, I I played the game we all came here to talk about. Um, obviously the, the one I'm talking about is John Wick Hex, which just came out ooh, and ooh. fuck this game is good. Um, so it is a tactical, um, I don't even know what you'd call Okay. So, you know, the, um, God, what's it like the Hitman goes of the world where it's like a, yeah, kind of like a board and it's not real time. Everything moves when you move that sort of thing. It's sort of like that. It's this cel-shaded art style and it's very stylistic and cool. But when you get into a map, you have you see John and you see like little dots around and those are places you can move to. 
and you click to move and you know you just kind of walk around at first then when you find an enemy you you uh left click on them and it gives you a bunch of actions you can do so in like john wick style you can shoot you can throw a gun if you're close enough you can punch them you can push them you can just like do a straight up takedown all this stuff you can do where it gets really cool is that because not everything is happening in real time think that the action actually pauses when like a new person enters your view or stuff like that or in between moves uh oh. when you're playing on the regular mode you can just kind of sit there and plan forever but so you don't like get a choreographing the fights yeah they, totally um but where it gets really cool is at the top of your screen you have this timeline so let's say all right so let's say i'm john and i've just taken down this guy and all of a sudden two people walk into my view It'll show my actions at the top and it'll be like, oh, this takedown took like one and a half seconds or whatever. If I hover over one of the guys and hit shoot, it's going to say, okay, it's going to take you half a second to ready your gun. And it's going to take you um, like a quarter of a second to fire the first shot and then a quarter of a second to fire the second shot. And it's going to populate that for me. And below that, I will see the actions that the enemy has queued. And it's like, okay, so this guy is actually going to shoot at me right here. So if I perform this action, he's going to shoot me before I can actually shoot him. But it's a little quicker to throw the gun. So if I you know, switch to throw the gun, it's going to say, okay, it's going to take you a quarter of a second to ready your gun, and then you're going to throw it. So that's going to interrupt his shot action. You know what I'm saying? That's cool as shit. The whole game is about this timeline and just managing when to perform actions and when to you know evade. And it's got this like... I guess the best comparison I have is XCOM because you, you know, you have your health, you have your ammo, you have um, a stance. So you're either standing or you're crouching and then you have a wait button. So like a wait, the wait will make you wait for like 0.2 seconds or something. So if you're like, Oh, this guy's going to walk through this door, I'm just going to hit wait a few times and he's going to walk in and then I'm going to fuck him up. Um, when you crowd, like you don't take cover, like in an XCOM game, like you don't, walk up to a wall and he like peers around it or anything like that. Yeah. So in, in that way, it's a little janky. Cause you just like walk over and he's just like staring forward and you can only see what John sees. You can't see the whole map at once. So that, that is part of the strategy too, but you also have this like focus, they call it. And that's just essentially what you spend to perform like specific actions. So like if you crouch and then you move, that's a roll that makes you harder to hit. And also you can move a little bit farther that way than just like a regular walk in like a quicker time, but that also takes up your focus. So when you're, you know, doing these things, when you run out of focus, when you run out of ammo, you have to take time to pick up a new gun or to refocus. I think it's like a second and a half or something. You hit refocus and he just like slaps himself in the head and he's like, all right, I'm good to go again. Uh, And then obviously like healing and things like that. So it's this really, I've heard people like compare it to chess like an action chess. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think that's like a totally apt description of this. It's really fucking cool. And you'll sometimes run into like boss fights. And those are pretty interesting because they have like, they're tougher. They don't get interrupted when they get shot and they have like a lot of focus. So your general strategy is to like get up close, throw them to the ground and like then take a shot and then like get into cover or something. Um, just a lot of stuff like that. But when you beat a level you can actually just watch your replay back. So you can just watch it like in real time. And it's a little janky because it's not like super fluid, especially if you like walk around a little bit and it's just like him kind of very stiffly, like walking around and like shooting a guy and then like walking again. 
it doesn't flow like a John Wick does, but it's the closest thing we've gotten to actually. This, <laughs> yeah, this like very calculated action, and I fucking love it. And it's like eight or ten bucks, dude. Like it's really fucking yeah. good for the money. If that comes out on mobile, I will buy the shit out of that for damn sure. I think this would be a real fucking good mobile game, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I played a bunch of that. I really tried to get Code Vein to launch, but I still, for some reason, that game will not launch. What I, I, I had to do was literally sit there and click, click, like, keep on hitting the fucking thing, and it finally launched. So it, it's a massive pain in the ass to do. Did you, like, so what mine, mine will, like, technically launch, but it'll crash. So it'll, like, it'll show the black screen, it'll show, like, the little loading like they have this like three by three square that like this light moves around and that shows that it's loading. Um, it'll do that for like 30 seconds and then it'll just close out. Did you get that or no, I, I just wouldn't even load, but, and then I figured out to, you just gotta go crazy until they patch it. But, um, I, I did play that for a good five hours or so. It, three of that being in the character creator, of course, because holy yeah, of course. shit, 50 different eyebrow types that nobody fucking needs. That oh, shit. there's so <laughs> many eyebrows. Holy shit. <laughs> like, oh like my God. It was absolutely nuts. 50 might be a low estimate. There's a shitload of eyebrows. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's insane. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Like none of the other options have quite that many to no, choose from. for the goddamn eyebrows. You're fucking loaded. Um, it is Dark Souls, but easier. Uh, I don't want to say like fucking go in there expecting Diablo, but enemy attack patterns are a lot easier to, to figure out. Um, you have this AI companion that'll sit there and res you if you go down. Um, I died once or twice in the actual two, three hours I was actually playing the game. And it was just due to me being a fucking dumbass and overestimating. Um, it's got a pretty cool story. From what I've played so far, I'll definitely keep chomping away at it. But, uh, you know, other bigger things had my attention for the rest of the time. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really into the Souls stuff. Uh, I know that you said you're kind of not really feeling it as much outside of the core series, if that. But I really want to get this fucking thing to load, but I've tried so goddamn hard. <laughs> Honestly, none of um, them have hit for me quite like Dark Souls 2 did. But Dark Souls 3, I still played a lot. Three was pretty close, but I I need I think if there was another Bloodborne, I I fuck yes from your lips to God's ears, make it <laughs> yeah. happen, Sony. Let's yeah, go. Like, give me another fucking something like that. So that was I don't know. The best thing about the Dark Souls series was the lore behind it. Like that's what kept me, you know, tearing my hair out for fucking hours at a time. See, but... I didn't know anything about it. I was just there for the fucking torture. <laughs> Like it's cool, it's cool as world building, and I am a sucker for building. So, um, yeah. Bloodborne had some of that, but not as much. But Bloodborne was just so fucking cool and atmospheric, and it's like, just like the way that um, Miyazaki makes and like directs those games to like the way that he does it is is hard to match. So, like, have you ever yeah. heard that story, Matt, about why Dark Souls is so obtuse? Uh-uh. Like as far as like the storytelling, I well, I'm probably gonna butcher this like actual story, but essentially he said that growing up he would read like books and stuff in other languages that he didn't actually know, oh. and so he tries to convey that to the player, like uh, no, he does that l- learning through actions and, 
and it, it like you just getting like a piece of something you're like oh i understand what that means but what the fuck is the rest of this you know yeah. that that sort of thing and it's just like that design philosophy that games like the surge and i'm assuming code vein and um even like neo and all these other games that do the dark souls stuff just haven't been able to quite get that world building in that Damn. same way like that's yeah. why like that's why they haven't been able to do that and i think that's fucking fascinating I I am I am excited for the one that they are working on with George Martin. Like that one yeah. because of who the author of that is going to be, I am definitely interested. I mean, look, it's a from game. I'm into it either way, but um <laughs> yeah, that 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 doesn't hurt things, you know what I'm saying? Um the only well, I played a couple of other things. I so we've actually got um Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out. And I've been playing quite a bit of that, playing some of the story, playing some of the multiplayer. Um, and to put it like as quickly as possible, because I don't want to stick on this too much. Um, Breakpoint is a game with some really fucking cool systems, but a lot of the rest of it is not so cool. That's what I've been um, <laughs> It's, you know, it's like buggy. It's got all that stuff. Uh, the story is fine, I guess. But like, so there's this, there's you you go to this island, right? You go to this like haven that this tech company guy has started because a boat was sunk like near there. And so you're part of the ghosts and you're sent there in your helicopters to go figure out what the fuck. Well, your helicopters go down and you either find your dead comrades or see them get taken away. That is the setup for you being like the only one. Like that's why you are not a group of ghosts in this one. Well, you run into one of your squad mates and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I survived. Everything's cool. And this game does a really cool thing where it'll pop up like side missions and they're sort of in like a detective format, like a Sherlock Holmes game or something where it's like, OK, you know this information. Here are some clues you can find to, you know, resolve this to find out, you know, the end of this storyline. And so one of them is like, how did this dude survive? Like, how did this? one guy from your group survived all this shit. And when you get to the end of it, it's like, yeah, the bad dude, let him live, but we don't really know why it's fine. Oh my and, God. And in the back of my mind and like other people I've seen talking about it, it's, it's so just painfully obvious that like, yo, this is not a good guy. Like he was, he's, he's alive for a reason and he's working with you for a reason, but actually finishing that like investigation doesn't change anything. It doesn't, inform your character and have him be like, yo, what the fuck dude? Like, are you going to stab me in the back here soon? Because yes, he probably is. <laughs> um, so like those systems are cool. They just don't come together in a story way. That's uh, kind of unfortunate. Way. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. But I do like that investigation stuff. You can actually turn it into like a little more hardcore of a survival type game where it's like, Oh, you'll get this mission and it's go find, uh, the bad dude's drone operation so you can get a clue on where he is. And if you have this like investigation mode on, it'll say, yeah, the factory is in this province in the Northwest by a river. And you just have to look at your map and you have to like find it. And I think that's like cool. That sticks with this whole survival aspect that they want to have where you're yeah. alone and you can like break your leg and that's a real bummer and all this other stuff. Uh, I just that's not the way I am going to play this game because I don't think that that's getting around in this world is not 
awesome or fun or anything especially when you just roll up into a like camp and it's like oh this is for level 250 and i'm level (laughs) five cool (laughs) like that sort of stuff because it is a loot game now and you are like leveling up and uh, Matt, I know you had a fear of it turning into essentially like the division at that point, where if you go into a, a spot where you're under leveled, it'll take like 18 headshots to take somebody down. I don't think that that's the case. And the reason I say I don't think so is because they murdered me instantaneously. But <laughs> I couldn't even look in their direction to fire a bullet. Um, but I have not had a problem with like, People that are in my level range, just like one shot headshotting them and, and that sort of stuff. So cool. It is it is not quite bullet spongy division as far as I know, but at some point I'm gonna wander into one of those like super tough areas and just see see if I can land a couple shots and see what happens. Um, it might be a case where like if you're good and if you're good at hiding and using your skills, then you could totally like beat these guys. All you gotta do is hit your shots and not get hit. But that would be cool. I just don't know if that's the case. Whale shit. Yeah, it's yeah, on my I'm, list. I get it through the uh, the subscription thing. So yeah, yeah, that's that's where I got. It. I plan to play more of it. I don't know. I don't know that I'll beat it. Like, given how long it took me to beat Wildlands, um, I I don't know that I'll beat this. But I am having fun, like in the world where just doing the things that they let you do. You know, yeah. laying on the ground, covering yourself with mud as a patrol goes by, and then like taking them out from the back. Like that that stuff is pretty cool. Uh, but Otherwise, I I just don't know that it's turning out to be what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing that I played is the newest mobile game, Taking the World by Storm. Call, Call of Duty. Of, Call of Duty Mobile. And um, I will just say very quickly that that game is legit, but it is also rife with fucking microtransactions. Holy oh, shit. Of course. It's a mobile game. What a game. surprise. Yeah. Holy a shit. game in Activisions, I mean... Yeah, it's so far beyond anything Activision could even think of. Um, (laughs) It's it's bad, but I have not interacted with any of that shit and I'm having a blast with it. It's like if Activision had a conniving older brother, (laughs) that's who made this game. It's it's like if Activision let a Chinese studio make this game because that's that's exactly what what they did. did. And uh, that's what came from it. Um, But it's it's a lot of fun, like. You don't have to interact with that stuff. It is going to blast you in the face with like, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. Just exit out and play the fucking game and you'll probably have fun for at least a little bit if you like Call of Duty at all. Um, And it's it's making the wait for the proper Call of Duty that comes out in two weeks a little more bearable for me. But that comes out that quick. uh, It comes out on the 25th. Yes. Um, That said, it's not nearly as good as anything I played in Apple Arcade. So yeah a mobile game with a mobile games with no microtransactions are fucking great yeah guess who came out with their own arcade version oh yeah they've been talking about that the the google stuff the google stuff uh, gets you games and apps in there which is interesting i I don't know i got stardew valley off of it so well that's fucking legit fuck me that's way cool (laughs) yeah Got that. Jealous, Got all, the, all the rains. I've been. I was having fun with those today. Those are a blast. Oh, rains are the rain games are so fucking good. So I, I don't know. It, it's cool. I'm glad it's there. It's like two bucks a fucking month. I can go yeah. without. Won't even, fucking, won't even notice it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, yeah, that's all I gotta say on that. I just thought it was funny yeah. that you were talking about that the other week, and then 
turned around. Yeah, be- because of course competition's going to show up, right? Yeah. Um, but that's what I did this week. Um, y'all wanna? You wanna do this? Uh, this Joker stuff here? Yeah. Now that I can actually hear you guys, Woo! my internet's working. Cool. All right, right We're on. Gonna, um, for real quick, for next week's show, I don't. It'll probably we'll probably talk about some more destiny i would assume yeah um, yeah i'm hoping i can get code vein to work and then i'm gonna check out that new uh grid game that's coming out because cars and whatnot i forgot to drop this i actually i started watching the my brother my brother and me tv show that came out <laughs> and it is fucking so funny oh yeah i'll rewatch it it's been a while since i have seen it yeah it's free to watch on vrv just if if any of you want to watch some stupid shit for 25 minutes <laughs> but uh so next coming up we're gonna be talking about joker and we're going balls to the wall with spoilers so if you don't want to hear any joker spoilers consider this the end of the show for you you can find us on i almost said on game quest <laughs> on facebook at you can game you quest. can you can, you can find, find us on us. game quest sometimes uh facebook we're game quest twitter and instagram we're game quest log you can find a link to the discord in the show notes and go fucking watch joker what the fuck oh fuck me take your reward and get the fuck out Outer Worlds and Call of Duty come out on the same day. Outer Worlds comes out in two weeks? Yeah. You're talking Fuck. the Obsidian RPG, right? Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> everybody. Fuck all of us. Hopefully Destiny's not fun soon, because I want to play all of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hopefully Destiny takes Destiny a shit Destiny's going to have new content throughout the next while. <laughs> yeah, probably. For, um, <laughs> by, by my count, the next five years or so, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, Joker is a movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a fucking movie. I'm gonna yeah. start. Uh, Would you call it a I'm film, gonna, Jordan? I'm gonna say is it's it a film. film. Uh, yeah, I would agree a, with that. It's a fucking film ass film, right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was I I didn't know what to expect, but it was so much more, and also not at all what I was expecting. Like agreed. You know, it made me. It like drew me in, and fucking it had me hooked through the whole movie. And nothing fucking happened in the whole movie. <laughs> like, I don't want to, that's exaggeration, but like, it's a pretty uneventful film. It's a character yes. fucking yeah. losing his mind. Like, that's 100% what it is. Yeah. I'm going to, where was the absolutely shocking, oh my God, this shit shouldn't be shown in theaters? Like, what? I John guess Wick I mean, it was, was more violent than this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good lord. Yeah, it was, it was kind like, of the whole thing. Like, it's are we like, are we not supposed not, to show that mentally ill people acquire firearms? Because guess what? That's how a lot of fucking murderers get. That's how it happens. Yeah, that's. I what, was that's watching like, the movie, and I, I, when he gets the gun, it cuts to the next scene, and I was just like, "Well, there it is. It was the Jeff Goldblum fucking Jurassic well, no, Park thing. It was like he well, gets man. he gets the gun, and he says, "Hey, I'm not supposed to have this." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, your, me, uh, it's like you're really bitching about all these incels. Like, the dude is severely mentally disturbed. Yeah, I didn't even see a family anything. That is mentally disturbed. Like, 
that's not doing anybody any favors, people. Like, get over your damn selves. I don't even get where they made a strong argument that from. Because I didn't get that at all from the it's movie. Because, it's because it's because incels are massive fans of the Joker. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Like the yeah, like the like because the cringy. Every time you fucking see somebody that like had a fucking picture of the Joker as their Facebook at some point, they're they're they were fucking they're strange folks. I'm the Joker, baby. Hey, you, you, what's that? <laughs> what's that one vine? <laughs> <laughs> The, the the actual like quote unquote problem with this movie is that the you know oh okay this this mentally unstable person uh you know loses his fucking mind he goes through all this shit he's really like cast out by society and then he's celebrated for it right like that's that's the triggering thing right there is that you know you see a lot of these um these mass shooting type people who just want somebody to remember their name they just want to be they want validation the, the person yeah they they want like they don't want to receive that validation because you know many of themselves many of them like kill themselves or like know that they're not going to make it out alive they're too big of fucking cowards to even like a- encounter law enforcement yeah and so it's like <laughs> much it's, less the justice system and jail and prison and getting the fuck beat out of you because you're a pussy just like that exactly <laughs> like that even so, and, with that shit like yeah it shows i'm getting that but they made great strides to show hey this is fucking gotham and it's already a fucking powder keg like all it took was one guy having a one bad day and it set off what was already going to be happening anyways and no from something or another like i I mean it to me like the way i the way i viewed it and the thing i took away from it is not something new but it's that like yo people treat other people like shit Oh, for goddamn sure. Always. And the best, the best line in the movie wasn't even spoken. It was like in his journal it was like they expect people with a mental illness to act like they don't. And that was like the entire message of the fucking mm-hmm. film. Like, hey, mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. Like the psychiatrist said, like, yeah, the program's yeah. shut down. Fuck you. You're not getting your meds. Sorry, bud. Like, yeah. And like that was the that that's the message to me. And especially when you take in context. So. I loved what this movie did. A lot of movies do this, but I love what this movie did about um, making you question what's going on on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to whole... lean over to Matt at one specific moment. Yeah, <laughs> which, I will say that the... when the... when uh, I thought for a second that the Joker was Batman's fucking half brother, I was oh, I lean over to Matt. I was like, dude, I didn't know. I'm I am a fucking. N- no shock here. I don't know shit about Batman. I don't know shit about Batman lore. I I fucking believed it, and I had to lean over to Matt. I'm like, I didn't know that was a fucking thing, dude. And he's like, it's not. Well, see that I that's the I thing. don't know what's going on. Yeah, I thought I <laughs> thought they were gonna try to make it a thing, which I'm glad. Well, and they happen. still they still left it up in the air. No, like I right. don't think it's even up in the air. That's the thing with this movie yeah, for me is it's it already was answered. so fucking predictable. Like, you know, he gets the gun and he's doing his whole thing in the living room. He's like, no, he's not going to commit suicide. He's going to shoot fucking Murray. Or when they when he starts kissing the girl, it's like, she's he's that's in his head because they showed the fucking uh, we were already in his head when he was watching the show on TV. Like, I actually did. None of that's fucking I didn't real. see that. Uh, I don't know why. Obviously, it was so obvious after the fact and you realize i know i totally bought into it that he was like he was with like a young girl from his apartment building i'm like wait a second what yeah (laughs) that's this is not gonna be the person to accept the joker 
There's I think no the, way in the hell. only thing that fucked that up was how abrupt it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he just shows are... up and then Oshi opens the door and then they're making out after this one like elevator exchange. Like, no. Um, yeah. I think the only reason that this felt predictable is like you already knew going in that like this is the origin of the Joker. The Joker did not kill himself. The Joker right. turns <laughs> oh, into a real bad dude. You know, you know, if I was <laughs> expecting the Joker to fucking do something jokery, like they were talking about the rats, the whole thing. I was like, oh, that's a fucking Chekhov's gun. He's going to do something, and I don't know. And it didn't happen, and he just killed the guy. I was like, that's... So it wasn't predictable. That's boring as fuck. Boom! No, like, <laughs> it's, it's the gun, and he's doing the thing in there. I was like, oh, he's just going to kill the guy, and that's going to be stupid as shit, but whatever. So uh, movie pitch was- idea. Real quick, I want to see a movie where the Joker just gets fired from his clown job and then shoots himself in the children's hospital. And then we get to jump forward and watch the butterfly effect of everything in the fucking in Gotham City reverse. Almost Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, I had to get that out of my head before it disappeared. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I didn't think it was the most revelatory, like, uh, keep you guessing sort of story, but I also didn't feel like it was predictable to the point of, like, oh, this is, like, fucking boring. Um, oh, no, it wasn't boring, but only because of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. If there was any other oh. actor, I don't think this would have been a good movie at all. But Every single second. Like, oh, my God. Everything that they did with this character, I thought was... Fuck it, like as far like as far as his mannerisms, um, I saw stuff about Joaquin being very specific about the way that he ran, and just all of that. Like, and yes, he runs. It's fucking great. Like he's so goofy, and it's fucking great when he's doing the goddamn laugh, and it's like he's making him hurt himself because you know he's got the issue, and then his face is contorting, and it's like. How do you do that shit? Like, that is Uh fucking insane. Like, I'm not watching Joaquin Phoenix. I'm watching Arthur Black, and that's what I love about Phoenix. It's like, he disappears into the character. You're watching that character, and it's just fucking absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I, like I said it from the beginning, I would love to see Joaquin Phoenix do this, and he fucking blew me away, (laughs) even even from my expectations. Um, I... I still, though, back to the point from earlier that the whole storyline with Thomas Wayne and his mother um, completely unnecessary. Like, I didn't need that. And I definitely didn't need the photo at the end, like keeping that in there because just just let it be what it was, you know, and I I had assumed that his mom had written that on the picture like herself because she was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We have no when they said she had like severe mental issues like well there's a narcissistic personality disorder and a couple other big things as well so she was just a walking meme at that point I, I don't, that's mean I don't a walking meme <laughs> <laughs> how many different issues oh, can we God. get one particular character kind of deal um yeah i mean but, and i'm, yeah, I'm I, I agree. That, I, but i, I should have ended that there. there jesus <laughs> <laughs> i don't right, everybody, we, everybody I, wants <laughs> I didn't want to see Bruce. Jacob, you I could have done without seeing Bruce at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that added nothing. Yeah. Didn't uh, and see yeah, it. I mean, so it was a the, cool moment. The alley scene also. Why? We've seen it. Everyone knows. I don't need to see it again. In- I have never watched Batman's parents die, so fuck you. Uh, but well, you, you knew it happened. It's like watching Uncle Ben die. We get it. Yeah. 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 They died real good in Batman versus Superman. I will say that much. Um, <laughs> Like I, I thought that that was cool. Um, 
because mostly because I thought they were going to stay completely away from that. But watching it be like, oh, this all this shit that's happening because of the Joker was the catalyst for this. Like, okay, uh, uh, that was cool. It's like instead of Batman creating the Joker, it was the Joker creating Batman. So that that yeah. was a little bit different. But did we really need to watch the Waynes die? Again, like it, it didn't take up too much time, and I think that that's fine. Maybe the um, weigh-ins. Like I don't know. The the ending felt <laughs> fucking long as hell, dude. After that car crash, it was like felt like twenty minutes of just slow panning shots of like cars on fire and people cheering. Yeah, yeah, they were like really trying to drive that point home, and then cut so, in, Then you cut in the Wayne thing, and then it's like another ten minutes of the people cheering. So my question to all of you was that real? Were they actually praising him, or was that in his head? I'm going to say it was real because when he finally, I want to say, break down and becomes like the Joker, he loses his laugh. Like he loses all of his tics and he's confident. He's jumping down the stairs. He's being the character. He's being the person he wished he could be. And he snapped. And I know he had one bad day. I mean, you can tell where they got the fucking influence from. And becomes the clown prince of crime i think that was absolutely real probably one of the only real things in the entire movie and then even to the fact at the very end when he's walking away with the bloody footprints like he's yeah doing what the joker does at this point and yeah, he's, he's it's not, just a big ass comedy at this there. point yeah i i am of the mindset slightly i, I don't know that i've made like a firm determination here but it I am was of the all mindset. a dream. <laughs> kind of. Like, I am of the mindset that mostly because... Okay, so he's talking to the therapist who's this, like, older black lady. And then at the end, in the asylum, it's this younger black lady. Was that him retelling the story? Associating, mm. you know, the, the therapist with the other therapist. And obviously embellishing some details. But... Instead of him, you know, them crashing into the car and then breaking him out, was he taken to the asylum? Oh, I and... guarantee he was fucking taken to the asylum. Wait, what? Like he, they, like, they like, definitely captured his ass. Like, well, like instead of him being broken out of the car and raised up like this Jesus figure to the, you know, the the roaring streets and all the riots and shit, that didn't actually happen. He was just taken straight to the asylum. And he manufactured all that shit in his head because at this point, Batman is a person and he's justifying all the shit that he's done. You know, the, the Wayne's killings and all that other stuff in his mind. He's like, Oh, I'm responsible for this character. (laughs) Yeah. The Wayans, you know, with that being said, it could be like, if that was him telling the story to that particular psychiatrist, it's like, you want to guess how I got these scars? Like it's him fabricating everything about his life. Like Mm -hmm. he is, tends to do like that would be very in character i think for yeah and so you know if i view it from that lens that a like none of this shit actually happened but b that all was the actual catalyst for him truly becoming the joker like he had all this stuff in his brain and then he killed that you know therapist inside the asylum and that was the moment that he became the joker not when he shot murray on tv or he's always been the Joker, and this is just one of his many stays in Arkham. Like, uh, it, yeah. the movie is standalone. It fits very well with the non-origin of that particular character. Yeah, I really so wish it, it could we be interpreted another so movie many ways. From, with Joaquin because I would totally fucking watch another one where it's like full Joker swing, not full Joker swing, but building up to full swing Joker. 
Yeah, do it like a fucking Godfather movie or some shit. Like <laughs> he he said that he would be down to do it if they could do, you know, good script, good character, and that coming from him, he never says that. So I yeah, I don't think that they will. No, not. Um, I think they, he specifically said he would work with uh, Todd Phillips again on it. Yeah, or some, something like that. Yeah, there was um, too much bullshit surrounding this one. I think it's probably Joker's probably gonna lay low for a little bit. I mean, it's made so much fucking money. Uh, the paranoia around it did not really pan out. No, uh, they, they did not. have like one theater shut down a showing because of a threat. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, I think in my showing, maybe this was just like my brain, but it felt like people were, were you kind scared of scared like, to be too into it. No, I I wasn't. Uh, but I could. Everybody in the theater except for us was concentrated towards the exit. <laughs> they were like, they were all sitting in this like. You mean in a large cluster that you could easily fire a weapon into if you're trying to hurt as many people? Like I wasn't, I wouldn't say that out loud, but yeah, like. They, <laughs> oh like yes, ready, this was prime killing time, guys. Like ready to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like again, it might just be my brain. Normally when I walk into a theater, there's people on the right side, on the left side, in the middle, front, back, all this stuff. Everybody was right in that near the it was again might just be my brain but more to the point i think that dc is more of a fan now of going to just these standalone movies Um, they're they're done trying to serialize they're they're done trying to do all that shit they're gonna let their tv shows do that and they're gonna let their films be one-off films even if that means recasting the joker two years later and then probably again in the new suicide squad movie or something um, I'm fine with recasting Suicide Squad. I'm <laughs> fine with not having Jared Leto. Look, he was fine. Okay, he was he was fine until I watched Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, and I'm like, oh wait, oh, sure. Jared Leto's a fucking he dick wasn't bag. fine. Then. He he was not fine compared. He to was the fine that have been passed. Like it was a completely different take, and I I think I, I think you guys are misinterpreting fine. It. I I knew the second I they like released that movie the pictures enough. of him with the tattoos that it was gonna be awful, and it lived up to my expectations of how awful I thought it was going to be. I, I don't think it was awful, but that's just me. That's yeah, why I, I liked it. The best part was when El Diablo of... like, turned into a giant flaming skeleton. Best part of the whole movie. I like this portrayal of the Joker as it kind of scrubs scrubs away the the idolization of him as like an edgy dude. Like in this one, it's like, oh, he's a sick fucker. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if the Joker has ever been an edgy dude. He no. has always been a sick fucker. Like he is. I know, and, and, and one of the think, biggest. I don't know. Villains. I don't know when the trend started, but ever since, uh, like the the thinking that like the Joker was like a cool, ICP dude. It, no, it, it started it with the Dark Knight. It started okay. with the Dark Knight. Yeah, like him and Harley, like all these people. Oh yeah, it's a perfect romance. Like no, no, it's Stockholm syndrome. Fucking idiots. Disgusting, horrible abuse. <laughs> like, yeah, he is not a good guy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't get people sometimes, but he, he's a good villain, but do not idolize that yeah. crazy ass motherfucker. Yeah. And with that, do you guys have anything else to add? You guys want to hit on any other points in this uh, movie? I, the score was fantastic. The music in yeah. the movie was Beautiful. Oh, you mean even that song by the child molester? I don't even know. Or who the artist is. Which song? Uh it's it's the one that was playing while he was dancing down the stairs. Um oh. I don't know I don't know the name of the song. Anyway, the, the gist of it is uh they are paying this convicted uh pedophile money for using that song. And I do think that's shitty, 
but that song did fit the moment. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> it also like sticks know. with Joker's character. I don't know. I'm just trying. Yeah. To <laughs> Does it? Is the Joker a known pedophile? I, don't know. I have no idea. He did get a little handsy with Bruce there. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Oh yeah. I also get that. I thought seeing Alfred as like a fat old man. Um, those were my only two problems. What was that? Was, that was Alfred in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't think that guy was Alfred? I, I At think the gates. I feel like it yeah, had to be. That was totally yeah. Alfred. He wasn't old though. He was like a young dude. Well, still, he was. He was younger than Gotham's Alfred. That's true. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I would. I would watch Joaquin Phoenix do fucking anything. Yeah, uh, but I, I would love to see oh. another Joker. But I also, at the same time, hope that they do not fucking do that because, you know, sequel syndrome, all that shit. Yep. Um, I it blew away my expectations like completely. Even the stuff I didn't like about it. Um, I we were talking about like scores, and I was like, it's damn near a fucking ten for me. Like this is one of my favorite movies of the year, if not the past several. Um, and definitely, if you take out people like Christopher Nolan. And add in the fact that this is the dude that made the fucking hangover. Like, I think it's impressive <laughs> yeah. as shit. Yeah, what in the shit? That I couldn't believe that when I saw when I read Super Bad, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that you gonna fuck uh, on me? Wait, yeah, you gonna fuck on me? The person that wrote that line wrote this fucking gem of a movie. I mean, Hangover's can we great. also talk about the fact that he's making a Hulk Hogan biopic and all this other <laughs> shit? <laughs> Damn. Which which I hope involves a sex tape and legal <laughs> fallout from oh, that. Uh, but he also did do that War Dogs movie, which was pretty. Did you guys watch that sex tape, by the way? No, of course I didn't watch what? that fucking sex tape. I was just curious. I didn't. <laughs> Look, I've been into some morbid fucking curiosities in my life, but that ain't one of them. I was just curious. I just wanted to ask if you have watched the Hulk Hogan sex tape, <laughs> join us in Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Have you as a uh, guest on the show, even. Yeah, let's talk about it in gruesome. Does he rip his shirt off at any point in time? Does he call her brother? Does he say Hulkamania? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's his finisher. Oh, my God. Uh, his finisher? Uh, the last thing I want to say is um, Joaquin Phoenix's bodily transformation in this movie was Oh, yeah. probably the best fucking part yeah, like he was a he was lanky boy well he talked a lot about a not eating to get so fucking skinny but also being like this weird muscular skinny like so he had some muscle on his arms but nothing on like his torso and it just sounds like fucking hell man yeah, yeah. it was very very reminiscent of bale and the machinist yeah well fuck only <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix has, was not Batman before and after, which is, yeah. you know, it, it takes away a little bit of the uh, impressiveness of it. Um, but I, I have one last thing. If we want to uh, close this out, I just wanted to find out from y'all. Is this your favorite Joaquin Phoenix movie? I don't even think I've watched no, another one. You were never really signs. Still my favorite. I haven't watched signs. You haven't seen signs. That's the scariest no. movie I've seen in my entire life. Okay, that laugh was warranted. Um, <laughs> Could you hear Ariel laughing in the background? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes, this is my favorite Joaquin Phoenix movie because I haven't... Is Walk the Line good? Because I, I'm a fan of Johnny Cash. I liked it. It's a good-ass like movie. Okay. Yeah, it's a good biopic, yeah. Um, Walk the Line, Gladiator, Her. Her is really fucking good. Oh, I fucking know. Uh, 
Her is my favorite Joaquin Phoenix movie to this yeah, point. Yeah, that's a close second for me. I'd put Joker at the third, and then um, probably Gladiator after that. And Matt, what was your rating on the Joker? Seven out of ten, but if we're going off of Phoenix's performance, it's like 11 out of ten. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's a jump. Put Phoenix in a movie, you get four fucking points. You yeah, four, you you pretty much. <laughs> you have four extra stars because of Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trace, I think you should check out a lot of his movies. Uh, he's okay, been yeah. he's been good slash underrated for a long fucking time, and uh, the story behind and also the watching of I'm Still Here is fucking fascinating. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, check that out. Um, I think I'm gonna drop the Joker at an eight point five out of ten. Do you think it not will? Do you think it should get some Oscar attention? At least for anything nominated. other, for anything should. other than his performance, Joaquin deserves every fucking award out there. Um, <laughs> see, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe screenplay. I it was shot really well. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. I thought the cinematography was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything in the department of like script writing. I think Joaqu- I think Joaquin's performance did a lot more for this movie than we're giving it credit for. And we're giving it a lot of fucking credit. But yeah. He I definitely at least, commanded that fucking screen, man. I think some Oscar nominations are in line. So I feel I, f- I want to bring up just that meme that I had posted earlier. Uh it was a Hollywood reporter article about uh people saying why the Joker shouldn't be nominated for the Academy Awards and someone had commented on it and said best picture two years ago was about a woman fucking a fish. And that's 100% (laughs) about what the shape of water was about. So yeah, that one best picture. I don't see why Joker couldn't win a best. I don't think best picture shape of water was a goddamn masterpiece of modern fairy tale. Um, even if it was just about a woman fucking a fish, like we'll, we'll, we'll look past that. Like fish the whole man, movie was fucking but fish. hey, he um, had a, a human penis. All right, <laughs> oh, I, we don't know that. We never saw. We it. do not yeah, know we, that. We, we didn't see the fish dick. So, oh, y'all didn't see the the slash fiction that I saw then. <laughs> but uh, I, I <laughs> definitely think that Phoenix is going to get a nom and most likely the win for this. But other than that, I don't really think there is. I'll the Academy's fucking stupid. He could very yeah. well not get any of that, and I don't give a hoot. And yeah, I'm perfectly okay with it. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he would be fucking fine with it. Yeah. I, I, you know, we all know how the Oscars work, and it's a fucking it's paid a promotion essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I honestly think, uh, from what I've been seeing, that new Clint Eastwood movie is gonna fucking it's gonna clean up shop dude yeah yeah well i I have no doubt that it's gonna be a good movie but i think it's gonna fucking clean i actually i leaned over to matt during that trailer and i don't want to i don't want to yap too long because it's already a long long episode but i leaned over to matt and i'm like i'm really glad clint eastwood took himself out of his own range because i gotta (laughs) his character he always played not always he's played cool characters he's played the same cool character Everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's an old fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah, like he's he was a young Clint Eastwood. Has he been in his own movies other than Gran Torino? Uh, the Mule was his. Yeah. Was it okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and I guess Million Dollar Baby too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he probably so, did other ones. Okay, I get what you're saying. Jacob, what was your what was your Joker rating? Um, I was also gonna say eight point five, but okay. I'm I'll say nine just because okay. we can't have two of the same ones, and I probably think it was better than what 
What? No one drafted the Joker. No. Oh, yeah, I drafted fucking Godzilla, dude. It's not scoring super hot. I mean, it's scoring better than Godzilla, but yeah. it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not like blowing. Great fucking movie. It's not really blowing critics away the same way the audience score is, but also critics. No, it's, it's not blowing score. critics away the way they wanted to be blown away. So yeah, they can get blown. Um, I think my final. Godzilla is sitting at a fat forty-eight on Metacritic. Just so oh, you guys it know. went up. It went up. Um, I if you're listening, please go about ten on a. Godzilla, King of the Monsters on Medicare. You, sh- really you shut out. the fuck up about Godzilla. You lost the draft. You lost Godzilla. And you're going to... It's... Yeah. You, you scored lost lower your than Trace. You lo- yeah, dude. My life's in fucking shambles. Uh, congrats give on the new job. Me. And... <laughs> rough. So I think my final piece on Joker that I wanted to say, and I wanted to save it for like literally dead last thing before we shut this recording off is that if, if a movie about essentially what happens when a severely mentally ill person gets their hands on a gun, if that creates as many fucking waves as it did in the media, good, because that shit is fucking real. It happens daily and it needs to fucking stop. And it doesn't need to be made easier to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I'm gonna stop this right fucking here. <laughs> All right, that's been our Joker spoiler talk. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Craig, support mental health. Don't give mentally ill people guns. What was the other I thing I was gonna ask you earlier? But have you watched Creep Show yet? I have not. Good. The I will. Logins in the Discord. Store. Look, we are nine days into October, and I have seen exactly zero horror movies, and I'm going oh, to dude, rectify I'm that so sorry. right fucking now after this podcast, <laughs> which I'm going to end in about five seconds. Uh, hey, in the immortal words of Bill and Ted, be fucking excellent to each other. <laughs>